Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Hart from Twickenham. Um, as ever, I'm here with Sal Ali from North London to talk about all things Middlesex County Cricket League. Hi, Sal. How are you? I'm very well, Dan. And first of all, I must um, say congratulations for yesterday. Great achievement from you and Matt and what you did. Uh, very worthy cause, which I'm sure you know is well received. And we'll have a few words, I'm sure, from you about the whole experience and how the day went. So, yeah, for me, from my personal point of view, well done. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah, we enjoy, enjoyed yesterday. For those unaware, um, Matt Robinson from Actonians and myself, uh, with, with my able co-pilot, Andy Donnellan, one of our Twickenham guys, who's injured at the moment. So rather than sit on the veranda and, and drink lager, we decided to, to trek around um, all of the first 11 games in Middlesex in one day. So Matt did 19, including Wembley, which uh, uh, I did 19, including Wembley as well. So 37 games and we managed to get to all the grounds. Didn't see... A great deal of cricket, Sal. In fact, we didn't see any cricket until about two o'clock because of the weather. Um, so we've got videos of uh, uh, of the toss taking place at uh, places like Actonians, Kensington, Chelsea. We got the toss there uh, as well, um, and we also had an, um, you know a, a fine uh, a fine assistant for, for the first nine games in, in Angus Fraser, um, who, obviously former Test cricketer, Middlesex legend, who who was there at um, Teddy. To, to wish us well on behalf of the Ruth Strauss Foundation and basically said, well, I've got nothing else to do. I'll come along to the first few games, see how you get on. So he came along to the first nine games and, uh, and that was great. And, and, and it was good to see, particularly as you go down the division, some of the guys sort of saw us turn up in our red Ruth Strauss Foundation shirts because that's who we were raising money for. And this really big bloke who, oh my God, it's Gus Fraser. And, and certainly Kensington Chelsea was, was a very good one. There was lots of pictures taken as he, as he was overseeing the toss and, and it, I think added a nice bit of um, uh, um, sort of light-heartedness to, to, to the whole day, which was, which was really good. We both got to Wembley at about the same time. Robbo was there probably about 15 minutes before us uh, and we completed, um, we completed the 37 grounds between us um, in about 14 hours and it was, so it was about just under seven hours for Robbo and just over seven hours for, for us. So it was, a, it was a good day. We didn't see you, obviously, because you were on pyron, but you were you were elsewhere. Yeah, I was, I was Where still were in the game between North London Freeze and Ealing Freeze. Yeah, good game. Went went down to the wire, um, and the winner for North London. So unfortunately, I missed you guys. But again, well, we we missed basically everyone in the cot because you would have been yep, in yep, the cot, yep. right? And, and when we organised this, we probably should have thought, wouldn't it be good to get all of the sides in the cot at home on the same day? And we didn't do that at all. <laughs> There's yeah. only one, so. So Robbo went to North Mid, and uh, all the other sides in the cot were, were away. So their twos were at home. So, so, so that was a, a bit of mismanagement. But I should say, he, he, Robbo had two games in on Hackney Marshes, which and thankfully he knew where he was going because you could lose a lot of time finding cricket games on Hackney Marshes. Um, and we had three games at Vale mm. Farm, and not just three games, but three games in Wembley, three games in the same division at, at, at Vale Farm, which made me think, you know, those guys must never seem to no. play away. Um, and throw in Wembley as well, so that's a fourth game in Vale Farm. Then there was a lot of cricket uh, in the Middlesex League in that in that um, small corner of northwest yeah. London. So uh, it was very good. What we're going to do, just in case anyone's interested, we're going to do a little bit of a write-up for the County League website. We're going to include a load of the pictures that we took, um, took a load of videos as well. Um, there was one of me trying to scale basically a, a fence that had to be 20 foot high that we couldn't get through. We, we thought we were going to be able to walk through to watch Youth Wing play. Um, who were Youth Wing playing? Whoever they were playing. Um, but it was a bloody big fence in the way. So it was a bit of a mystery as to what we were to do then. Um, but yeah, all, all the fun of the fair. We had a good do. Raised at the moment over £2,000 for 
the Ruth Strauss Foundation and um, yeah, and thoroughly enjoyable. And thanks also to the guys who supported us. You know, the guys at North Alt Manor, they, they, they met us there with cups of tea, which was brilliant. We had quite a few players and umpires who, who were sort of waving as we went through, which was good. So it was nice to know that people picked up we were, we, we were doing it. Um, I'm trying to think. So North London, I didn't see North London yesterday, which means Robbo must have done. So where yeah. were you guys? You were North away at? East Coast. Oh, that was one of our problem ones. We're so far away. Yeah. Um, it's on the edge of it, kind of, of the county, cool. I suppose. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll get to that game a bit later, but we'll start, as we usually do, um, top flight. What do we need to know, Sam? Well, what we need to know is that it's still carrying on. Who wins the title? It's not it's doing, still all up for grabs. Yeah, it is indeed. It's yeah. not decided yet. Um, we have two weeks ago and two thrilling weeks ahead, essentially. North Middlesex are now back on top. Um courtesy of a win against Hampstead at, at home. I mean, like most games, I think yesterday, there was probably played sort of a range of 35 to 25 overs per side. Um, the game was was cut in, in overs, um, batted at first and posted 173-48. Um, James Parso, who's, who's come back from injury recently, you know, it's a key player for those for those guys, um, scored a good 50 and then sort of other guys sort of chipped in to get to get competitive total. Hampstead, well, I mean... Batting didn't really fire apart from one person, Callum Jackson, who captains the side as well. I mean, he played an amazing innings, scored 85. I mean, some of the shots he was playing were ridiculous. I did catch some of the footage, you know, that sort of slog sweeping, Joel Hughes and, you know, um, re- reverse reverse sweeping, all kinds of shots would come out of the bag. And so he, he scored 85, but unfortunately didn't receive much support. So there's all that 129, um, which, as I said, now gives North Wales a seven-point lead at the top. Um, obviously, it's not enough to uh, secure the title this weekend if the results go against them instead of Crouch and winning and Tellington, but it could be. So they'll be happy to be back on top of the table again um, after maybe um, a little bit of a uh, sort of obviously disappointment last week losing Shepherd's Bush. But yeah, I've actually also mentioned one of the young guys who scored 100 last week, Henry Harold. Um, he's obviously from the Northwood production line. Um, he's, he's again scored a crucial innings of um, 33 yesterday. So he's um, coming to the side and slotted very, very well. So top of the table, but as I said, Crouchen are hanging in there. They are not giving up the ghost at the moment. And the game of the weekend on, on paper um, was against Teddington at Bushy Park. But it just turned, turned out to be a bit of a one-sided affair, really. With Crouchen dominated bat and ball um, game again, reduced in overs, as I mentioned, to 36 per side. Crouchen 2-6-4 for 7, which is quite an impressive total. It's a fair old it score, indeed, that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I mean, did you, you mustn't just not see anything because was, it was delayed, I imagine, the game. <laughs> I saw remarkably little cricket mm. yesterday across the board. You're right. Yeah, I saw a lot of the North yeah. Cirque, but, um, but yeah, so, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just looking at the stats. For, uh, yeah, for it's, I mean, Simon Jackson, who's, um, uh, I think, does some coaching there as well. He scored a very good 100, 104, um, and then had some useful contributions on middle order, which they tend to do quite often to post quite a daunting yep. total. And I'm um, telling you, couldn't get to grips in with their bowling at all. Um, one one four one all out, which which gave them a convincing win, and as I said, now leaves them seven points behind their near neighbours. Um, and week seventeen has some interesting games, which we'll talk about in a minute or two. Um, but yeah, so at the minute it's looking like it could go to a side based at the cot or in that area, the league title. But Tenants won't be giving up. They know they they know this, and they and they know they're in there still because they're playing with North Middlesex this weekend. Um, there was a game which involved top and bottom as well. So Twickenham probably their faint hopes of maybe mm. getting the title ended on Saturday, and Bronze's faint hopes of survival were given a boost. 
Um, defeating defeating Twickenham by five runs. Low scoring game, which tend to be the case when Brunswick play. Um, indebted to James Over the captain, fifty eight runs in a, in a, you know crucial crucial innings in terms of the total, which I think was one three five. I think it was around that kind of mark. One three six. One three six. Yeah, one, three, yeah, six. One, three, six. Um, Adam Maffey, your your South African bowler, he's probably not really. Would you say not acclimatised conditions? Yeah, I mean he's obviously not taking a huge amount of wickets, but he also yeah. Well, he's been around a bit. Yeah, but yeah, but he's. He, I think Saturday was the, yeah. his best return in terms yeah, of wickets taken. Obviously, he's got yeah. four other bowlers in the side who are very good bowlers. You know, um, three, yeah. two who played first-class cricket previously. So you know, it's not easy to sort of uh, come in and take take you know the, the wickets by the hat load, can you? Um, but yeah, so talking about taking wickets, nine doshi, then sort of really turn the screw when you're when you're batting, taking four for twenty-four, and I mean. I don't think Twickenham could get these sort of partnerships really going. They'd get runs going, they'd lose wickets, and sort yeah. of similar kind of patterns during the innings. Um, young, uh, another bowler called Simon Showcuts also took three wickets. And then um, I think the last day we made, I'm trying to work out how many need, maybe like nine or ten off the last day we might need it, I think it was. Well, Monty Panasol went in quite late on and he scored um, 16 pretty quickly. Um, so we, mm. we were really behind the rate. Um, again, I was following this as best I could from the pavilion yeah. in Wem- at Wembley. Um, but from what I, I, I could make out, Monty really, he almost got us there. Um, and then he was out. And Benville Green, who's had actually quite an impressive second half of the season, he dug in and he was uh, 35 not out at the end. But mm. just just too far behind. And ultimately, we, we, yeah. we couldn't get it. Very grumpy game, Sal. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of this. And, um, uh, and, and there was lots of dissatisfied people at the end. But I'm afraid there are sometimes games like that. And, yeah. um you know, that's, that's the way it goes. Well, so when we'll, you've got we'll stuff, you know, points rising. Stuff on the line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you've got a side potentially trying to cling on to title hopes and you've got a side trying, you know, stay in the league or in the division for another year. So you are going to probably get, and also maybe um, the weather probably may be a bit more miserable as well. So that, all, all those things put together does happen. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Brunswick now giving the survival hopes a massive boost. They've got two more cup finals on paper to go. I'm sure that's how they're approaching it. So, um, all eyes to next weekend when they when they play in week seventeen. I mean, there's two more games um, in in the division. Probably sort of dead rubbers, I, I imagine. I mean, not for the players, but if you're looking at it as a points and tables perspective, yep. um, eating a win, which I'm sure they'd be happy, really happy to get um, one seven one all out. Boulder Bush out for one three seven. And we obviously mentioned the league side last week and what number Christian Martin will bat. He's got a sixty this weekend to go over sixty seven. He got last week in the League Cup, so he may be making claims for you know. Making a point to himself. Yeah, when people ask him where you're going to bat, he was saying, well, I'm, 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 I'm the man in the runs at the moment, so I'll bat here. Um, well, I saw two overs of that game, Sal, and they were when Christian was giving it, to use technical terminology, a bit of long yeah. handle, and um, he was going well. He was going well. It looked really good. good. Well, they needed someone to get some runs from recently, so I'm sure it's good that the captain sort of stood up and, and sort of made, made, made an impact. And the final game, um, Finch, as we know, relegated a couple of weeks back. I mean, Richmond, a very impressive score, 211 off. 25 mm-hmm. overs for four um, wickets. Will Phillips is another man who's in form. Talking about captain leading from the front, as in Christian, Will has been exactly the same at the moment. Um, 103, um, which is pretty impressive in 25 overs. Um, and then one of the ex-Finchy yep. players came back to Hornton and Jaffa Chowan took five for 16. So um, Finchy's season just continues as it's sort of been from week one, really. A bit disappointing for them, but, you know, they still have two games to go and they might try... Um, target, I'm sure, for them is to try and get that first win. Absolutely, absolutely. And so at the bottom, what, what, what do you make, make of this one now? It's worth remembering that 
Um, Hampstead play Ealing. And, and Ealing, I think, again, I saw two overs of the game. I'm in no position to, to, to really comment on Ealing's form. But look, my feeling is that, that it, it will do Ealing the world of good to have, have won this week. So they play Hampstead. And, of course, that final game of the season is Bronsbury v Hampstead. So if Bronsbury can somehow beat yep. Shepherd Bush and Ealing beat Hampstead, then it really is all on the line. Uh, last day of yeah, the season. Yeah, definitely. Keep saying this week in, week out, don't we? There's no easy games in this league, really, are there? So I don't think either side can go to either of those opponents who have got nothing really to play for this season and think, OK, it's going to be an easy game. They're going to be tough, 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 tough yeah. games. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it could bring up that scenario you just mentioned where going to week 18 and it's a, it's a, it's a shootout, basically, between Hampstead and um, Brunswick to see who stays up. Um, yeah, yeah, that could be worth watching. That could be, I mean, the, the last day of the season could, could be could be a right rip snorter at both ends of the I, table, and you don't always have that, do you? It's, uh, often, it's often sorted well before then. Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned before, I mean, we haven't got to that stage yet. I mean, it could be decided this weekend potentially. Yeah. But if it does go to week eighteen, I can't remember many league titles in the Premier Division being decided in the final game of the season. I'm trying to think back, and unless someone else knows, I can't really think of any situations where it's been you know week seven, week eighteen, it's all on the line, who's going to win the game or you know, to see who comes out top. Uh, normally, it's sort of decided beforehand. Um, but yeah. this year, it's been, as we mentioned, you know, we said this at the beginning, we? we thought it was a really close battle to see who wins the title. Um, and it's going to be that way, I think, by the looks of it. So, yeah. Crouching, yeah, as I said, you know, back in a bit of form. Back in to the... I, I definitely feel their, their format, they prefer much more than timed is, is the Obers cricket. And they proved that again by winning. So I'm going to put 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 it on the line here then, Sal. So who's going to win uh, on Saturday well, between North Mid and Teddington? Because that's that's oh. a crucial game this week, I guess, isn't it? It is indeed. Good question. I have to go home advantage. Um, I said this last week against Teddington Crouch and got that one wrong. Um, but I just feel, um, I mean, how much has that defeat taken out of Teddington? I know they're just still in it. They know they can still be in this race if they win on Saturday. Is yeah. that being is that a big blow? It's such a heavy defeat. But they do have experienced players are in the ranks. But I'm going to stick with Northland Sets just because they're you know they've got that kind of fight about them. I think you know to uh, to get and um, again the key things availability isn't it? You know what kind of side? Yeah, I think Tennant were a couple of down, couple down on on Saturday from what I got. I know Keats James Keatley definitely wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. At the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So maybe they won't be a couple down this week. And and of course if if. Teddington do beat North Mid, then all of a sudden Crouch End are in the box seat. They beat Richmond, but Richmond's not going to be an easy game. You know, Will Phillips yes. is a fantastic yeah. captain. He leads, you know, from, from the front. He, he He's not going to go into that last game and say, like, guys, let's come for a day out or they're coming to us for a day out. Let's just, you know, to take things easy, like we're on, we're on the beach, kind of, you know, say about football, isn't it? Years back, they're on the beach and we all call whatever yep. kind of thing. They'll, they'll be giving Crouch End a game, 100%. And also, Crouch and stuff them at their places, yeah. So there'll be a bit of pride there in terms of thinking, you know, yeah. we want to sort of show them how good we are as a side. Um, and I think also availability wise, looking at their side this weekend, they were strong. They've got players back who are injured. And if they can, you know, have that sort of same side available, they're going to be a challenge this weekend for Crouch and it's not going to be an easy fixture by any means. Yeah. And so you've got a guy. But I also think this, this easy fixtures thing, and we've said it before, but we're saying again, I think it, it, it looks plausible that X will take it easy because, but it often doesn't happen that way. And just from personal experience, every time you cross the right line, you've got a bit of pride about you. You know, you, you want to put in a decent performance and you don't go out to get yeah. naught. I mean, you don't go out to bowl badly. 
Um, and, and players at that level will, will, will definitely want to make sure that they show that they're where it's at. And I, I think, you know, I, I think that Craig Chen will be well aware that Richmond will be a, be, be a tough game. And, you know, Richmond are fourth in the table now. You know, they, they've got, you know, they've got plenty of reasons to, to want to keep this momentum going right the way to the end. You know, and also be bearing in mind, this is a hobby, isn't it? It's someone's hobby this weekend. So it's your one thing you look forward to all week. Yep. You might have a tough week at work, family, who knows? So you want to sort of like just go out, enjoy your game of cricket and do the best that you can and walk off happy about what you've done. So, you know, I'm sure, like you said, when people cross the line, it's it's just like game games on, let's get serious, let's do the best that we can. Let's get into it. Yeah, that's right. Um, how about Division 1 then, Sal? It's looking to me like Stanmore are nearly, nearly there, back in, right? in the Premier Division, which is, I'm sure, um, something Tush and the boys are, you know, fighting for from the start of the season. I mean, it was a key game against Hornsby yep. at home. Um, I did catch some of the footage on, um, on the old frog box. Um, Stanmore, yep. I mean, you know, no one's going to say they're a one-man team, but in Travis... In Travis Norris, they've got <laughs> an exceptional player, haven't they? I mean, six. It is a big but, and, and I think they'd be strong without him. But six entries in league Fantastic. cricket, it does. You know, 106 this weekend. Yeah. Um, in 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 his size total, I mean, what 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 a find what a find he's been, you know. Um, to get hold of someone like him, turns up first season overseas in the UK, and just takes the league by storm. Um, so they batted 31 overs. One nine two for six. Hornsey were in a game at some at one point though. They had um, um a guy called Ben Miller who scored a fifty and he was going pretty well. They had a quick start for Les Edwards who who, who hit some flyer boundaries early on. Um but once Miller was out, thought Josh Cario, the captain of Stanmore, um, you know, he's a he's a wily spinner, he knows what he's doing. He sort of took control towards the end and Hornsey fell short by a twenty nine run. So at the moment, Hornsey still sits in second place. Stanmore are leaders by 20 points over third place. Harris St. Mary's, who had a good win at Osterley. Now, we know Osterley are a dangerous side. Um, but which Osterley turns up is a question most people probably ask at the weekend when they play against them. And for Harris St. Mary's, it wasn't an easy game. You know, um, they, they, they had to chase down, you know, 191 or 35 overs is not an easy target playing someone like Osterley. Well... I think that's very true, Sal, because, the, the, I mean, Osterley has to say it looked great on Saturday when we were there. The, the, the two games were going on. There was a big wedding going on as well. There was plenty of people about it. It was a, it was a really good a good venue. Yeah. Um, but the boundaries were massive. There was a lot of ground to, to, to cover. And inevitably, the outfield was a bit slow because we'd had a lot of rain. So 191 off 35, I think that's a fair score against a really good bowling attack in Harrison Mary's. So to get that with... Three overs to spare. I think that says a lot of Harrison Mary's resilience, really. And also, they lost two early wickets from looking at the scorecard. They did, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, Carl Kazmi, I mean, we talk about class acts in, in the league, and Travis Norris is one we mentioned, but Carl Kazmi is another one who can add to that kind of list of players. He's yeah, fantastic cricketer, and he scored 72 not out. And with Tom Pettit, who's been around a couple of years, his dad, Gary's obviously captain the yep. side, so there's a lot of tradition in that family, the Pettit family, um, during that club. Um, he, he scored 42 crucial runs as well. So they're, they're now back in that sort of, you know, title sort of, or not title maybe, but more the promotion second place. So they're six behind mm-hmm. Hornsey. So it's fascinating two games to go of the season for those both, both two sides. Yep. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, Acton are now just a little bit too far out of it. They, they can still mathematically, mathematically they can, catch. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm not expecting that to happen. But I do think that their result on Saturday could potentially have quite a big impact at the other end of the table because they beat 
Winchmore Hill by three wickets. Now, if I've got this right, they, they beat them off the last ball. I think that's that's how it was. And they won by, you know, it was a good chase, 196 um, for seven off 30 overs. That, that That's decent. You know, that clearly there's plenty of runs being scored there. Um, but that now leaves Winchmore Hill nine points ahead of Highgate, who had a real, I guess, morale-sapping defeat at Brentham, who, of course, bottom of the table and struggling a bit. Brentham got home by one wicket. Um, so, so fair play to Brentham. That's, that's obviously really good for them. But I think this is this is this is trouble for Highgate. You know, they're, they're nine points behind Winchmore Hill, as I say, and it could have been much worse if Winchmore had beaten uh, at Acton. But I, I, I'm fearing for them, Sal. Is that is that the way you I mean, see not, it with Highgate? If you look at the last few fixtures, then you're right, Dan, because they're playing Harrison Murray's away mm-hmm. and Hornsey at home. You know, Ouch. the computer's not been kind to them. Oh, well, I suppose never any time to play either side. I suppose, but. Um, in such a crucial period of the season, um, I just want to give Brent for a bit of credit actually because they're actually they were actually nine down, needed twenty to win still. Um, so looking wow. at how this season's gone this year, as we mentioned earlier on about this aspect, this, this point about you know the teams not giving up and wanting to fight to them, that's a fantastic example there. So you know sixteen games, so fifteen games previously, seventeen points they they've got. Um, and to win by one wicket, as I said, nine down. Um, sorry, yeah, nine down needed 20 runs. It's a, it's a great effort. So it was almost like... That's a super performance. Yeah. I didn't realise that detail. That is that is really quite impressive. Yeah, well done, so I'm there. sure that, and in terms of if you're a Highgate fan or a Highgate member, then that's not the kind of result you wanted. So, yeah, I mean, Highgate are really facing a tough two weeks ahead of them. Um, you know, Harrison yep. have to win on Saturday. You know, if they lose... Then it could be saying goodbye to any promotion. Well, it could be mathematically yeah. all over if they lose. Um, yeah, so they're, 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 you know they're going to be yeah. playing that game, you know, with the intent of making sure they come over the points. So that's an interesting sort of game coming up. Um, so yeah, yes, it's, I mean, as yeah. I said, that that's, that division is probably shaping up to be one of the most exciting. I would imagine. Um, actually, they're all, they're all all divisions are really exciting, but in that aspect, you've got top and bottom where you've got, you know, potentially, I mean, even Austin really. I mean, they're not totally out of the woods yet, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Enfield are yeah. only a point yeah. ahead of Austin. I mean, I and Enfield always confused me. I followed Division One in, in a bit of detail for the past two years, writing you know writing reports for the County League website there. And and I think Enfield on the day can beat absolutely anybody. But uh, no. I don't think Saturday was their day. Um, they were they they were, they were well beaten at Wembley. Two forty eight off thirty one. Fantastic. The two West Indian boys were brilliant for Wembley. So I hear. And but when I got to Ealing, I saw the last, uh, uh, when I got to Wembley, I saw the last fifteen overs or so, and Wembley were bowling really well. Their two spinners had complete control of the game, uh, and they won by one hundred and sixty-two runs. So that that that's you know that that's not a great performance if you're if you're worried about your future. But I think they've probably just about got enough, right? With sixty-five points, Enfield, just about. You think so? Because yeah, I, I would say so. It needs other results to go disastrously wrong for them, which probably won't happen. Um, saying that now probably will happen. I remind you yeah. this in two weeks. Um, yeah. Actually, you mentioned, yeah, yeah. I told them, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the two um, West Indian boys for Wembley, and I think we haven't given enough credit to both of them, personally speaking. Yep. I just feel um, Akil Greenwich, 54 on Saturday, he's been fantastic, you know, um, sort of like addition to the club in the last couple of years, and then they obviously Zach, Zach McCaskey, um, 104. And he's, I mean, I looked at his stats, he's only played eight games this season, so I'm not sure if he's had injuries or. Um, not been unavailable. A little bit of injury. You know, yeah, yeah full, I heard that on the grapevine. Yeah. 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 You get a full season out of him, he's averaging plus forty this year. Yeah. 
you know, you get a full season matter next year if he if he comes back or if he even becomes resident. I'm not sure the full ins and outs of him and um, plans for next season. But if he is um, back here again next year or available, and you get an 18 sort of you know games out of him, he could be one to watch for sure. So yeah, Wembley. Uh, I'm sure they're pleased with where they finished. 71 points so far, mid table. Um, you know, that's probably where they will finish. I imagine. Yeah. So. Be, and also, um, Shubin Juma, who I sort of knew pretty well a few years back, he's captain Kenton in the past. He had a couple of years out of the game. He's back in playing at Wembley. He also scored 57. So, good to see him playing cricket again. He's, he's, he's a yep. good I spoke to Shoop on Saturday night. We had, we had a nice conversation. He said much the same. He said he's, uh, he's enjoying his cricket. And it's, um, it, it, it's got better and better as the season's gone on. And that, that's as true for him as it is for, for, for Wembley, really. So, well, well, well done to those guys. Um, good stuff. We'll have a word from our sponsors. Then we'll come back and chat about Division 2. Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky with so many options to choose from. How do you make the right choice? When you want quality, value and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock Cricket have been producing award-winning, high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage and accessories, Woodstock Cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock Cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players and international customers can't be wrong at info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. So, into Division 2. Um, obviously, North London are doing well. Sal, did you um, did North London have a good week? Yeah, they won at East Coast State. Um, it was quite a tight game in the end, but we managed to get home um, defeating defeating our hosts by 18 runs. So that's that's good. Um, but the, the, the second place spot is one that's really intriguing. It's really had, getting interesting, isn't it? Yeah. We've had, in the last three weeks, we've had three different sides in, in second place. Um, Harrow, Southampton last week, now Barnes. So they're, they're flip-flopping like everything, anything at the minute, these guys. Um, yesterday, Barnes have now put themselves in, in the driving seat for that promotion spot, beating Southgate by a six-gate run. So, I mean, Southgate are still in the race because they're, I mean, 14 behind. But, you know... It, they need to obviously win their last two games to have any chance of going up. Um, Southampton, uh, uh, from what it looks like on the card, a last ball defeat to the Titans. I mean, 25 over the mm. first side. Southampton won 5-4. Titans got their um, nine down. Um, and they were at 1.94 for seven. So um, they showed some wow. resilience and obviously some ability as well to, to get over the line. So that's obviously dented Southampton's hopes of promotion. They're now in third place with 92 points. Um, and Harrow, who were, as I said, two weeks ago in, um, in, in, in that second spot, lost to Wickham House, which was a crucial win for those guys, by um, 22 runs. So now Harrow fall into fifth place, um, joint with Southgate on 81 points. So it's all, it's, all, it's all, you know, up for grab still, as they say. Absolutely. And I mean, I, we turned up quite early yesterday at Barnes v Southgate and Barnes was looking resplendent. You know, they, they were, you know, clearly they take a lot of care of, of, of their facilities there and it looked great. And 
the positivity was, was evident straight away. Both sides wanted to play. If they were going to, if they could play, they were going to play. And the umpires very positive as well. So now we're going to have a really early tee. Uh, we're going to get that out of the way, and then we're going to get as many overs in as we can. Uh, and I, I, I really enjoyed the vibe of it. You know, we're, we're going to give this a go. We're going to play, and and I think that glass half full mentality is is what it's all about. And obviously, it benefited Barnes in the end. Um, but I'm not sure three points would have benefited anybody. So I think they were dead right to be. To, to be positive with Harrow, I almost feel a bit a bit bad about this. We went through a period during yesterday's day, Sal, where um, we turned up and wickets fell, and almost felt a bit bad. I put my head around the corner that right, it's going to be a wicket any minute now, and it happened at four or five of the grounds. And the most obvious example was was our penultimate ground, Harrow. But when we turned up, uh, they were one down. I think they must have been one for one. Mm. Um, chasing 130 against uh, Wickham House. Of course, Wickham House really needed to yeah. win um, because of where they are in the league. And by the time we left, Harrow had gone from one for one to four for wow. four. Uh, so, um, yeah, we, we felt a little bit morally culpable, actually, for that, that Harrow collapse. But, but um, Wickham House, they looked on the mm. money, that they were bowling. They were bowling tightly. They weren't giving much away. You could sort of tell it was now or never for them. And looking at the table, it's a good job that they did yeah, win, right? Definitely. I mean, Jim Carner won as well. So that's six points, six yeah. points separates Wickham House and Jim Carner from that, you know, second relegation spot. Um, and next week we have some great pictures again. Um, obviously not great for maybe the players yeah. taking box. And there's been, there's be like Jang. Well, it's great for me and you. For me to talk about yeah. and, and neutral. Um, so um, Jim Carner away at Southampton. So both sides of the promotion relegation hopes. Or, or, or avoiding that relegation, obviously. And then we've got Wickham House playing Barnes. So it's, it's yeah. some fascinating games in the division. Um, which... And it gets, it gets even more interesting in the final week as well. Obviously, it depends how those results go. But, um, but, but certainly in Indian Gym play Southgate okay. in the last week. I think that could yeah. be interesting. And Wickham House go to Uxbridge, who, who are you know, already relegated, in inverted commas. So, um, so there's, I think this is another one of those divisions that, where th- there could be all sorts of different, uh, different things happening. And we've only yeah. got two weeks left. So um, one definitely to keep an eye on. Definitely. I judge by what I saw, I, I got the feeling Wickham House were on it. I got the feeling that they, that they may well, well win two out of two. Which puts mm. all the pressure on on the likes of Indian Jim. Yeah, we were comparison on as I said earlier in the season when they, they paid our ones and we scraped on the line against them and all our all our guys were saying what a good side they were. So, um, and we obviously we had Hamza as well on, on the podcast and yep, just things have maybe not worked out in the last sort of you know five to six weeks. So I'm sure they'll be delighted to be back on the winning winning trail again with that victory um, yesterday uh, against Harrow. Yep. Absolutely. Well, the Harrow guys chasing you out with bats when they kept losing wickets, Dan. It's like, leave us alone and go away. Well, it must admit, we, we, we walked around, we did a lap, because we, we tried to take videos at each end of every ground if we could. I don't know why we decided to do that, but we did. So that basically meant that we, we did a lap. And um, we did feel as we were walking back to the pavilion that, you know, <laughs> keep your heads down, lads. You know, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't have to walk in front of all these guys in case they put two and two together. But, but it was quite, it, it was an impressive start by Wickham House. The pressure was on right from the beginning. And they weren't defending many. Hmm. I mean, 130 off 28 is not a massive total. Not at all. But, um, but, the, the, but the, they, the, they, looked, they looked like they were, they were right on it. And um, respect due to them for that. But of course, Harrow, Harrow are not out with this either. I mean, they're, they're the type of side, I think, who, who, who again, have good days and bad days, maybe. And, and that they... I'd say the odds are against them, but two wins out of two, and, and, and it could happen for them to go up as well, couldn't it? Yeah, I think, that, as we know, in all these divisions and any, any hopes you have of getting any success, 
it's been consistent, isn't it? It's getting a run going and keeping that. And yes. I just feel that in in this division, particularly, I mean, you know, my club have done that, but you know, the sides below, they have on and off days, and yes. when that happens, the sides below them are having a good day. So it's sort of flip flopping, isn't it? It's sort of up and down in terms of who's in second. Well, it's the North London model in a way. Isn't he? I mean, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn and saying you haven't scored that many runs, no, but you've been consistent in the way you've defended relatively low totals, yeah. and it's just grinding them out, yeah. grinding them out, winning when you think you're gonna gonna lose. That's the key. Exactly. Yeah. Talking of which, we've got a couple of sides in Division Three and Division Four, and arguably Division Five. Actually, you've done the same thing: Harrowtown, London Tigers, and K Plus, respectively, all up by by a distance uh, in their respective divisions because they just just kept on grinding out the results. Now, in Division 3 this week, Ealing Trailfinders have joined Harrow Town. That they were promoted. They had a good win um, via DLS against Stoke Newington. That was the first game that, that Robbo saw over on his trek uh, beginning in East London at Hackney Marshes. Uh, and they're 22 points ahead of Kenton. Um, Kenton themselves uh, w- w- were impressive on Saturday. Um, Station Shah's got 103 uh, at, um, at Actonians. Again, Actonians look really good, I have to say that. Whoever... It oversees the, the facilities, Actonians. It looked it looked fantastic when we got there. Although on the field, Kenton definitely had the better of it. They they won by 111 runs, putting 258 on the board in doing so. So um, congratulations to Trailfinders. They are um, that they're up and they'll be playing in Division Two next year. At the bottom, um, well, the, the sides at the bottom all struggled, um, which means it, it's sort of as you were. And SKLP are second from bottom now. Uh, nine, uh, eight points behind Tower Hamlets. So um, SKLP need to come to the party quite quickly, I think. Although, as I say, Tower Hamlets lost at the weekend too. So one to keep uh, a very, a very firm eye on. North uh, in Division Four, rather. Um, London Tigers had a, a rather odd one. They were um, they were rained off against Alexandra Park. And you might think, well, there's nothing too surprising about being rained off uh, on a wet weekend. But they did start, and then the umpires decided that the outfield was too dangerous. So rather than wait for, for, for it to dry, um, they decided to call the game off. They said, this is simply too dangerous and it's not going to change. Um, now, I assume that goes down as a, a pretty normal rained-off affair. I don't think that, that there's any any issues there that, that North London Tigers need to be, to be worried about. They're not going to be deducted points or anything, I think. Um, but definitely uh, frustrating for, for Alexandra Park because they are in a promotion fight themselves and uh, that they will have wanted to try and, and, and get 10 points on the day. Old Eyes are Worthians, they're third and they, um, you know, they won. They beat Lanka Lions who are now relegated to 214 for eight, uh, played 98 for nine. So a really convincing victory there. Um, but West Harrow are in this as well. So I don't know much about West Harrow. I'll be honest, I don't know if you, you, mm. you can help me out here at all. But I think they're in it, right? Because we've got Alexandra Park on 107, Old Eyes on 104, and West Harrow now on, on 100. They, uh, they scored 293 off 40, which is a decent effort, um, against North London Muslims, who were 237 on out. Again, not, not the world's worst effort chasing. But I, I think that, that, that they've come up a bit on the rails. No, no, I don't know if you were aware of them at all. Down. They have, haven't they? They've sort of like snuck up and gone into full position now. And um, next week, fixtures again, the old computers come up with some beauties. And we've got London Tigers playing Old yep. Eyes of Worthians. So... Um, that's first v third, yeah. and you know, in, in a sip up some Isle of Worthians and West Tower win, they could take advantage of that, couldn't they? You know, and jump up another spot, maybe two spots. Yep. Yeah. Well, London Tigers yeah. have beaten more or less everybody, so old old eyes will 
will will be up against it there, but, but you know they'll have to, to bring their A game. And West Harrow, they finish yeah. against Perryvale seventh, and Lancaster yeah. Lions already relegated. So definitely, I know if people have seen on the, on the league website, there has been a notice put up regarding um, Perryvale in, in this division, mm. um, in in the uh, section which is league notices um, regarding potential point suspension. Yeah, it's worth no- noting that one, isn't it? And, and it, it does look like it's sort of still pending because the league have announced that Perryvale are going to be deducted 60 points. That's 6-0. They've only got 58. So um, so if that happens, then they, they will be relegated. Perryvale are, uh, are appealing the, the, the punishment, uh, I guess, as you would, you know, given the, the severity of it. And we don't know the details of what's gone on there, but that's absolutely one to keep an eye on, particularly, dare I say, if you're North yeah. London Muslims and Bearsborough, because uh, you, all of a sudden your position will get a lot better if Perryville Phoenicians are indeed uh, um, forced to deduct 60 points. So one to keep an eye on, and we'll try and get something of a lowdown on that for next week, Sal, right, so we know yeah. where we are going into the final round of games. Cool. Uh, Division 5... Um, well, Swami Bapa were rained off at the bottom. We've been keeping an eye on them. Um, but United Sports did also lose. They lost to Champions Elect K+. Um, so Swami Bapa aren't quite down yet. And we, we saw Shrikant um, um, Kerai and, and uh, yesterday he came over to Wembley to have a drink uh, with the Ruth uh, Strauss Foundation team, which was really nice of him. And, and we, you know, we, we wish those guys well uh, moving forward. They're not down yet, but it's still an uphill, an uphill task. What I would say is United Sports play third and fourth, Northwick Park. A new Calypsonian the last two weeks. So, Sami Bapa, if you can pull off two wins somehow, who knows? Who knows where that could take you? We will, as ever, be keeping an eye. Um, Kensington Chelsea had a huge win. Um, they got scored two sixty off thirty five. Lots of runs about there, and um, they they reduced the opposition to sixty four for nine. So uh, mm. that that was a, a bit of a bombastic victory. Nadim Haider one hundred twenty three for Ke- Kensington Hang Chelsea around, off sixty three balls. Yeah, no, decent. Not many leave alones there. Um, so they, they leapfrog Northwick Park and they are now second. And they'll be, uh, they'll be trying to get up into Division 4 um, next season. The last division where there was any action on Saturday um, was Division 6. Uh, the top three all won. So it is, again, much as you were there. Um, Willow, Leather, Willow Leather are now 106 points. Victoria Park, 101. Um, Northwick Manor in third. As I say, we, we, were, we had a great reception when we went to see the Northwick Manor guys on on Saturday, they, they thrashed Regent's Park by nine wickets. Yusuf Ibrahim ended on on 96, not out. He was batting really well when we got there. Um, so, uh, so yeah, definitely um, definitely want to keep an eye on there, see if Northolt Manor can overhaul either of the top two. But they don't play either of them in the, in the last two games. Um, although Willow Leather and Victoria Park do meet in Week 18. So it could be a title mm. shootout. It could be one of those games where if you win, you win the league. And if you lose, you don't even go up. Um, so um, it's still very much uh, um, all cooking nicely in Division 6. Now, Sal, you've, you've been looking at teams that are up and are down. Right? We've got a lot more of them now than we had this time last week. Yeah, right? the list has grown, isn't it, as, as the weeks go and then we come to, is, to the yeah. final um, part of the season. So um, clubs that you mentioned earlier on or, or in previous podcasts, we can now add to those sides. Um, some of these 14 teams now promoted. Um, I think we can add to that. I mean, we, we know North London, Harrowtown, Eden Trailfinders, London Tigers, K Plus, and Standards from Division Seven um, have gone up in terms of second eleven sides. They've got Crouch End and Acton, both from Div One, gone up. I did see um, 
Tom Crouch and choose yesterday because they were playing obviously behind um, where my game was and there was a lot of balls flying around the ground. So they're they 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 they're a good side. They have got some very attacking, yep. exciting players within their ranks. So worthy worthy um, promotion uh, for them. Winchmore Hill, as we mentioned last week, Div Two, they've gone up, and in Div Three, we've got Eden Trailfinders and Brentford. Um, from the second level. So Ealing Trailfinders yeah. first and second? Yeah, and also their, their first team were in mm-hmm. semi-finals of the league trophy as well. So good season for those guys are, throughout yeah. the whole club. Third tier, I mean, Crouchen just keeps getting better, but doesn't, you know, their threes have already gone up as well from Div 3. Um, Richmond fifths have gone up from Division 4B and Bronsby fourths have gone up from Division 5A. I know there was a game played today, wasn't there, Dan, as well, and I think in where your threes played, much of the results come through from that at all. Um I'm going to look as we're talking, yeah. Sal. That's a very good point Bronson because that's in, Northwood, in our they? division, yeah. Um, today, they, they oh, were. Yeah. yeah, and um, it looks like Bronsbury won by five wickets. Eighty or eight versus eighty-one for five. Okay, so, so Bronsbury thirds go top of the third tier division. Yeah, one. I mean we spoke about it off here, didn't we? About the permutations in regards to um, so North Mids um, fours currently occupy a potential promotion place. In, on the table, don't they? Into the into they the do, prem yeah, they where their freeze play. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm quite certain the rules stipulate you can't have two sides from the same club in the same division. So would that mean only At one that level? Yeah, I think I think lower down there's a little bit more flexibility. Okay, yeah. right. So maybe the case where that could happen where they both club. I don't know, but it could be something to bear in mind for the next couple of weeks um, for the final yeah. tables and see who goes where. So my gut instinct is it'll be one team going up, but gut instincts ain't much good, are they? I'll, no. I'll get clarification for that yeah, for next we'll week. Find yeah. out for next week. So, so we know where we stand. That. Yeah. Just something to bear in mind. Um, relegated. So there's 13 teams now relegated. Uh, first levels we've got Finchley, Brentford, Uxbridge, Lancaster Lions, and Tamworth United. In terms of second level sides, um, Titans, Southgate, Perivale, and Enfield. And then in the third tier, Titans again, East Coke, Southgate, and North London. North London five, yeah, our fifth, yeah, yeah, yeah down yeah, in division yeah, five, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. So, so yeah, obviously fourteen up and thirteen down. That will no doubt change again in terms of the numbers will increase in week seventeen, yeah. um, as more and more things get finalised. And we'll we'll do our best to give uh, uh, give everyone a, a, an overview of perhaps the key games to keep an eye out for in, in week eighteen yeah. when we, when we do and next. And there will be some hard because sure. there's going to be. A, yeah. There will be, yeah, and it might be worth, particularly with, with the wonders of Frogbox pitch vision around. You might even be able to get, you know, if you're interested, maybe able to get them on your well, team. Well, the Oval that day, so I might have to try and get hold of like, at least two phones from somewhere and, uh, and watch. Yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> go technologically yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Excellent. Um, cool. Talking of sort of first-class cricket, Steve Reingold has been in the news or been on the TV. This yeah, week, I mean, great achievement for Stephen and then everyone at Stanmore, especially his family, for him. You know, two years ago he's playing club cricket, um, and now he's a you know permanent sort of fixture in Glamorgan's county side. So they won the Royal London Cup last week, which Steve was a part of. Um, so congratulations to Stephen, um, you know, um, for, for that mm. achievement. And you know, it just goes to show, doesn't it? It's a good message to other players within the league. Uh, you know, don't give up on your hopes of becoming professional because you know Stephen's at university, I think down at Cardiff, playing cricket for Wales. Obviously, Wales has seen that. Also, Morgan have seen him doing well and heard about good things about him and given an opportunity to sort of see how he gets on in, in a professional game. And he's grabbed it with both hands. So, you know, um, Stephen's... And also, they had Tom Cullen, who 
was a previous played for Stan Moswell. I mean, we're going back about 10, 11 years now. Um, he was also a member of that side. So Stan Moswell had two play, ex-players, or I'm going to say Steve was ex, but I'm sure he'll come back to him at some point in his career, um, playing in the Glamorgan's winning side. So, yeah. Well done to those guys. I just wish it had been, as a tournament, yeah. a bit more high yeah. profile. That's a, a much wider totally point. Agree. But um, I, I didn't even know the final was on until I just yeah. saw it pop up on Well, it was a Saturday game, wasn't it, years day. back at Lords? Or no, I mean, years back, I'm saying the last couple of years yeah. now, you know, and now it's reduced to well, know, Wednesday, Thursday at Trent Bridge with a quarterfield stadium, which is a shame because it's a great occasion, isn't it? To, to that, that, and that's a lot of tradition history in that cup going back lots and lots of years. So shame they've kind of like, it's been diluted yeah. in some ways. It does make me think as well, Sal, we're, aren't we world champions at this format of the game, right? Shouldn't we take it a bit more seriously well, to try exactly. and retain that trophy? You, Question you, mark. Well, let's see where it comes in the pecking order compared to the 100 and the T20 mm. and everything else they come up with. I sense a topic for a winter pod when we don't have any cricket action to discuss. Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that sort of stuff. Um, I wanted to bring up one final thing as well, guys. And it was, um, I don't know, I, I, I like this one because it... It epitomises where club cricket can go from the sublime to the ridiculous. And I was I was driving over um, one of the bridges over the Thames yesterday to go to um, to go and see Chiswick play, um, and I had a very nice sort of fifteen minutes at Chiswick. They were playing Headstone Manor, but my phone went, and it was our fifteen captain Harmit Singh, and, and, and Harmit said, "Dan, I've got an issue." I said, "Have you, Harmit? What's up?" Uh, and I thought, "Oh, it's not can't be selection. You know, it's half past one." You know, the, the, you know, there's no way it can, it can be anything like that. I mean, maybe someone hasn't turned up, but he wouldn't ring me. You know, I can't do anything about that as club secretary. Um, and he said, Dan, yeah, the issue's goose poo. I said, beg your pardon, Harmy. Well, it's what? And he said, yeah. The... Was that for tea? <laughs> no, I, I, let me stress. Yeah, it was not for tea. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and he, he said, uh, he said, yeah, we, we've got an issue with geese. And I said, have you? Well, what, why are you telling me this? What's going on? And he said, well, Kent and I are very happy because there's lots of goose poo on the outfield. And I said, well, I sort of see their angle. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a great fan of diving in goose poo myself, to be honest. But um, no. he said, yeah, but how much of it do we have to clear? And I said, yeah. uh, well, like, as much as you can, maybe. And um, th- there was a debate then about, you know, how much goose poo, poo is too much goose poo? And, and what, what mm. can we do if we mysteriously find goose poo that we thought we'd cleared away? And um, all this while I'm trying to find, you know, trying to find... Chiswick, well, through, through heavy traffic in, you know, in central barns. And, um, and in the end, we decided you do as much as you can and, um, and you just hope that the geese don't come back. And if that's the case, then you'll get the game on. So I think wiser heads ultimately prevailed and we got, we got a solution here to the goose poo incident. But I thought, club cricket, eh? it, it, it ain't all Royal London Cup finals with Steve Rheingold, much as he's done fantastically well and, you know, every respect to him. But, yeah, we, we have goose poo issues at Twickenham too that we, uh, that we have to solve so our fifths can get their game on. Well, you have to start somewhere, don't you, as well? So, you know, totally. Um, yeah. And one, one of the guys got 98, which is way more than any of the fifths have got at, at any point in this season. So, um, so, so, I mean, drug evasion, you know, on steroids yeah. there. But nonetheless, 98, they went out and had a good game. But they, they, they won quite convincingly for once. So they were quite pleased. But, yeah, only once we got, um, got over Goose Poo Gate. That's good to hear. Yeah. How did they clean the Goose Poo? What did they use? I'm now, I, I think there were various methods. I think a lot of them involve plastic bags um, over hands okay. that were then picking yeah. it up and yeah, it's, you get the picture. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Won't, I get, I understand that. Yeah, it won't, won't have any more graphics on that. But um, no, no, no. I, 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 I think that was the angle that they took. And um, yeah, and they had a bit of time because it, it was a bit, you know, it was a bit wet at the time. So it's sort of, yeah, and away, yeah. And away they went. I know, and, and there's other venues that probably have similar kind of issues as well. Um, 
Um, I've gone part of the game. I think I think Gunnersley Park had some. I mean, it wasn't nowhere near the extent of what you've spoken about, you know, today. But it's just something it happens, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, they're going to fly. Yeah. They're going to poo. You know, it's going to land Absolutely. somewhere where you might be. They using. were playing at Barn Elms, so okay. it's right next yeah. to the Barnes Wetland Centre, which does have there a lot of use. So. Yeah, and yeah. to be honest, yeah. Teddington. You know, I've played at Teddington, and I obviously don't. I'm not a home player at Teddington. I've played there when um, deer have walked across the pitch, and you can't do much yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to wait for them to go. Exactly. Yeah. All the fun of the fair. So, anything more you wanted to just, was just yep. Yeah, just say obviously this week is the game. Are we, are we, are we, are we, the side was named last week after we named our side. They weren't um, listening, were they? For the game this week. They weren't no, listening. They, well, right? maybe these guys were. I mean, look, Callum Jackson, 85 yesterday, <laughs> put him up as a essential, you know, he should be in the side, but maybe he's busy. But yeah, so the side for the game against uh, Middlesex has been announced. Yep. Uh, I'll quickly just run through the names of the squad they've picked. Because they're this, picking this, um, 13, right? On Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, okay. I think it might be where some players can't do both days, I'm thinking, or might be potentially some players with injuries there, sort of carrying they want to have just one day's of cricket. So the squad is um, to play against Middlesex at Merchant Taylor School this Wednesday and Thursday. Christian Martin, captain, who's from Ealing. George Collins, Shepherds Bush, was on our shortlist. Yes. Um, Jake Dunford, Richmond, he'll be keeping. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Hughes, North Middlesex. Um, Will Jones, North London. Ben Lockrose, left arm spinner from Hampstead. Um, Don Manuel G from Twickenham. Travis Norris from Stanmore. Carlos Mills from Twickenham. Will Phillips from Richmond. Gurdjit Sandu from Twickenham. Harry Stowe from Ealing. And Jal Keshit VJ from Crouch End. So that is the squad that will be taking part in the game um, this week. Now, last week I did say the weather was good on Saturday and I got it wrong disastrously. I've looked this week and it looks okay. So, fingers oh, Sam, crossed. you've said that a lot of times this season. Are you... I know, Dan, I know, Dan. I was so disappointed this weekend when the weather yeah. just kept getting worse and worse. Well, we did have some so feedback on our good. selections, actually. Um, uh, once the team came out, Jeff Blackmore got, got in touch with me and said, right, let me get this right. So, so basically, you got Joel Hughes right. And he said, anybody who's watched any Middlesex cricket could get Joel Hughes right. Given the wickets he's taken this season, Jeff meant it, obviously, in a nice, positive way. Of course. And, and he's yeah. right. Um, and yeah, we, we didn't get anything else right. So um, either, yeah, if Middlesex beat the county league by a lot, then obviously they should have listened to us. That's, exactly. That, that's I'm sure official. that some of the guys you mentioned would have been considered maybe just availability yeah, issues. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um, totally. Look at that side. They've only got one spinner on that side, I think, which is Lockrows. Well, being serious, I think. I think I Christian, Christian's off. Christian's yeah, Christian. Off. And Manuel Gibbs a bit of off spin. But I think yeah. being serious, I think availability is a massive question in all of this. You just don't, of course. you know, can people get yeah. time off work? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, you, you have stuff going on, don't you? But yeah, it's good. It'll be a great experience for these guys. Um, I hope they enjoy it. I'm, I'm going to try and get down on Thursday um, and see see some action down. So that'll be look forward to seeing how our, how our guys get on. Remember, yeah. half, well, I'm, half I'm past there on Wednesday. Start. For most yeah, of the day, yeah. so if anyone sees me, you know, sort of sitting in my deck chair. One thing we were asked to do, we're stressing, uh, there, there might not be too many places to sit. So if you've got a deck chair that you can fling into the back of your car, do do so. That, that was one of the things I remember reading on the County League website. But certainly yeah, I'll be there on the Wednesday. Yeah. And if anyone wants to come say hello, then please do so. Yeah, I, I say exactly the same thing. I'm happy to talk about cricket all day long. If they want to talk about cricket. Or but not really about Arsenal. Or Shrewsbury Town. Not about Arsenal or Shrewsbury Town. Our two sides <laughs> at the moment. We've not had the best of starts to the season, but it's a long way to go. Yeah. To quote D. Ream, things can only get better. They, they really can only get better as well. Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Good, good. Sal, thanks for your input as always. Um, we'll be back next no week. In the meantime, done. bring yeah. on the 17th. Let's have a great week. Thanks, Sal. Bye. Bye. Bye.